This is Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. I'm your podcast host, Mr. Jeffrey Frazier, and today we're going to talk about uh, the great Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon is the was the CEO of my favorite wrestling organization, the WWE. I was watching WWE as a kid. I have not been watching it in the last couple of years. Apparently, uh, poor Vince McMahon had to resign because there were some alleged accusations from some women. And there's alleged culture inside the WWE that protects uh, sexual harassers. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he hasn't been convicted of anything. So I'm going to talk about the life and his career because apparently he's caught up in some accusations where he had hush money, some hush money. So before we get started, I have some announcements. I recently became monetized on YouTube. If you can, you can go to my YouTube page, Pain P Pain 308 TV. That is Pain 308 TV. Uh, you can take a look at my um, live stream podcast videos, and if you're able to support, you can uh, sign up for one of my monthly badges. All right, so let's get started. Vincent Kennedy McMahon is an American media proprietor, retired professional wrestling promoter, executive, and performer. From 1982 to 2002, he served as the chairman and the chief executive officer of the WWE, the world's largest professional wrestling company, of which he's still majority owner. He is also the founder and the owner of Alpha Entertainment. McMahon was born in Pinehurst, North Carolina, and graduated from East Carolina University with a degree in business in 1968. He commentated for his father, Vincent J. McMahon, then WWWF, for most of the 1970s. Bought it in 1982 and almost monopolized the industry, which previously operated as separate entities across the United States. This led to the development of the annual WrestleMania, which he became one of the most successful professional wrestling events. WWE faced industry competition for world championship wrestling in the 1990s before purchasing the competing company in 2001. WWE also purchased the assets of the defunct Extreme Championship Wrestling in 2003. McMahon has embarked on a number of WWE-related ventures. In 2014, he launched the WWE Network, a subscription video of on-demand over-the-top streaming service. McMahon also owns other WWE media subsidiaries and a professional wrestling school. Outside of wrestling, McMahon joined, owned, and operated the XFL, a football league twice. Both iterations folded after a single season, with the second due to the COVID-19 pandemic. He also headed the short-lived World Bodybuilding Federation and co-owns the Coven brand Tapout. McMahon has appeared on screen in WWE since 1969 
Initially as a Percival play-by-play commentator from 1997, McMahon adopted the gimmick of Mr. McMahon, playing insatiable, villainous, swaggering tyrant who's obsessed with maintaining control of his company, growling the catchphrase, you're fired. Under the Mr. McMahon gimmick, he occasionally completed the wrestling masters and became a one-time WWE champion, one-time ECW champion, a Royal Rumble match winner, and a multi pay-per-view headliner. Following the claims of hush money agreements to McMahon paid over alleged affairs with former WWE employees, McMahon stepped down as the CEO and chairman of WWE. On June 17, 2022, pending the conclusion of an internal investigation, it was replaced by his daughter, Stephanie McMahon. Only in July 22, 2022, McMahon announced his retirement from the WWE. Vincent Kennedy McMahon was born August 24, 1945 in Pinehurst, North Carolina, the son of Victoria and Vincent James McMahon. McMahon's father left the family when he was still a baby and took his elder son Rod with him, so he did not meet his father until he was age 12. McMahon's paternal grandfather was fellow promoter Roderick James Jess McMahon, whose parents were immigrants of Irish descent from County Gadway. His paternal grandmother, Rose Davis, was also of Irish descent. McMahon was later raised as Vinnie Lupton and spent the majority of his childhood living with his mother and stepfathers. McMahon claimed that one of his stepfathers, Leo Lupton, beat his mother and attacked him when he was trying to protect her. He later said, is it unfortunate that he died before I can kill them? I would have enjoyed that. He attended Fishburne Military School in Waynesboro, Virginia, graduating in 1964. He is reported to have dyslexia. McMahon first met the promoter for Capital Wrestling Corporation. His father, Vincent J. McMahon, when 12 at that point, McMahon became interested in following his father's professional wrestling footsteps and accompanying him on trips to Madison Square Garden. McMahon wanted to be a wrestler, but his father did not allow him, explaining that promoters did not appear on the show and should stay apart from their wrestlers. In 1968, McMahon graduated from East Carolina University with a business degree after a nondescript career as a traveling salesman. He was eager to pursue a managerial role in his father's Worldwide Wrestling Federation promotion. In 1969, McMahon made his debut as an in-ring announcer for WWF's All-Star Wrestling. In 1971, he was assigned to Small Territory in Maine, where he promoted his first card. He later became the play-by-play commentator for television matches after replacing Ray Morgan in 1971, a role he regularly maintained until November 1997. In the 1970s, McMahon became prominent force in his father's company and over the next decade, assisted fathering traveling TV syndication. He approached for the renaming of the company to the World Wrestling Federation. The younger McMahon was also behind Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Oki match in 1976. 
1979, the younger man and his wife Linda founded their own company, Titan Sports, which was incorporated the following year. And in 1982, acquired control of the CWC from his ailing father, who died in May 1984. World Wrestling Federation, World Wrestling Entertainment. 1980s wrestling boom, golden age era. On February 21st, 1980, McMahon officially founded Titan Sports and the company's headquarters was established in South Yarmouth, Massachusetts. Using the now confunct Cape Cod Coliseum as a home base for the company, McMahon then became chairman of the company and his wife Linda became the co-chief executive. When he purchased the WWF Professional Wrestling, it was a business run by regional promotions. Various promoters understood that they would not invade each other's territories, as this practice has gone on undeterred for decades. McMahon had a different vision of what the industry will become, and in 1983, the WWF split from the National Wrestling Alliance a second time, after enlisting Spinner from them in 1963 before rejoining them in 1971. The NWA became the governing body for all regional territories across the country and as far away as Japan. He began expanding the company nationally by promoting in areas outside the company's Northeast U.S. stomping grounds and by signing talent for other companies, such as the American Wrestling Association. In 1984, he recruited Hulk Hogan to be the WWF's charismatic new megastar, and the two quickly drew in the R of industry peers as the promotion began traveling and broadcasting into rival territories. Nevertheless, McMahon who still fronted as WWF's squeaky clean babyface announcer, created a rock and roll wrestling connection by incorporating pop music stars into wrestling storylines. As a result, the WWF was able to expand its fan base into the national mainstream audience as the promotion was featured heavily on MTV programming. On March 21, 1985, he ran the first WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden available on con circuit television in various markets through the United States. McMahon's success of birthing WrestleMania in the 1980s had a significant impact on the 1980s professional wrestling boom during the Golden Age era. During the late 1980s, McMahon shaped the WWF into a sports entertainment brand that has reached out to family audiences while attracting fans who hadn't paid attention to pro wrestling before. By directing his storylines toward highly publicized supercards, McMahon capitalized on a fudging revenue stream by promoting these events live on pay-per-view television. 1987, the WWF reportedly drew 93,173 fans to the Pontiac Silverdome, which was called the biggest crowd in sports entertainment history for WrestleMania III, which featured the reign event of Hulk Hogan vs. Andre the Giant. generation era. 1993, the company entered the new generation era, one of McMahon's toughest times since taking over the company as business went up and down with various projects in the company. Attitude Era After struggling against Ted Turner's World Championship Wrestling, 
McMahon cemented the WWF as the premier wrestling promotion in the 1990s, but the nation needed a new brand strategy that eventually returned the WWF to prominence, sensing public shift towards a more hardened and cynical fan base. McMahon redirected storylines to a more adult-oriented model. The concept became his WWF attitude, and McMahon commented the new era from admitting the WWE Championship away from Bret Hart and Survival Series, known as the Montreal Screwjob. McMahon, who years has downplayed his ownership for the company, mostly known as a commentator, became involved with WWF storylines as the evil Mystic McMahon. It became a legendary feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who challenged his authority. As a result, the WWF suddenly found itself back in national pop culture, drawing millions of viewers for its leaking Monday Night Raw broadcast, which ranked amongst the most high-rated shows on cable television. In October 1999, McMahon led the WWF in the initial public offering of company stock. Also during the Attitude Era, the company embraced this period by incorporating foul dangerous graphic violence and controversial stipulations such as bra and panties matches. Monday Night Wars and the Acquisition of WCW and ECW. On, night, on June 24, 1999, McMahon appeared on a Nate show with Conan O'Brien show, said he viewed Ted Turner as his rival, saying, all I say about Ted is he's a son of a bitch. Other than that, he's probably not a bad guy, but I don't like him at all. McMahon came out later victorious against Ted Turner's Red Championship Wrestling in the TV ratings in the Monday Night Wars after initial 84-week TV rating loss to WCW. And afterward acquired the fading World Championship Wrestling from Turner Broadcasting System on March 23, 2001 with an end to Monday Night Wars. On April 1, 2001, Stream Championship Wrestling filed for bankruptcy leaving the WWF as the last major wrestling promotion at all time. McMahon later acquired the assets of ECW on January 28, 2003. In September 2020, the professional wrestling promoter, WWE Hall of Famer, and former WCW President Eric Bischoff revealed that during the period of Monday Night Wars and TV rating battles between the WWE and DCW, Vince was petitioning a lot for Ted. He was trying to embarrass Ted, trying to create some anxiety within the shareholders at Turner Broadcasting. Vince was trying to create some unrest and anxiety by being very, very critical about WCW. In WCW, Vince would write these letters from the King's Court to Ted criticizing him. And WCW and the health and welfare of talent is saying this gross is crap is all of this. Then he turned around to do the same thing a month later. None of us took those letters very serious and it was pretty obvious what Vince was trying to do. We all just chuckled about it. In a conference call 2021, McMahon described the situation where rising tides because that's when Ted Turner was coming after us with all the Tom Warner's assets as well. In May 5, 2002, the World Wrestling Federation announced it was changing both his company name and the name is Wrestling Promotion to WWE. 
after the company lost the lawsuit when initiated by the World Wildlife Fund over the WWF trademark. Shortly thereafter, the company transitioned into this ruthless aggression era. McMahon officially referred the new era as ruthless aggression on June 24, 2002. This period still featured many similar elements to its predecessor, Attitude, including levels of violence, sex, and profanity, but there was less politically incorrect content, and the further inferences on wrestling was showcased. In July 2008, all WWE programs shifted to TV PG ratings. Big Mavis also stated that Ever 2 era 1990s and the early 2000s was a result of competition for WCW and forced the company to go for the juggler. Due to WCW's demise in 2001, McMahon says that they don't have to appeal the videos in the same way and during the far more scripted PG era, WWE could give the audience what they want in a far more sophisticated way. McMahon also stated that the move to PG cut the excess of the Attitude Era and ushered in new era of refined, compelling storytelling. McMahon had most say in the WWE company's creative decision. The move into the PG Era made the promotion more appealing to corporate sponsors. Competition with AEW. In total 2019, Tony's Cons All Elite Wrestling emerged as the second largest professional wrestling promotion in the market after WWE. And during a conference call on July 25, 2019, McMahon announced a new direction for WWE where he said it will be more edgier but still remain in the PG environment. Another conference call in July 26, 2021, McMahon said he doesn't consider AU a competition that he's not so sure in their investments as far as their talent is concerned. WWE and AEW competed in the Wednesday Night Wars from October 2, 2019 to April 7, 2021, which ended in AEW Dynamite emerging victorious and NXT moving to Tuesday nights. McMahon virtually stepped down as chairman and CEO of WWE in June 17, 2021, pending an internal retrogation with his daughter Stephanie McMahon being named the interim CEO and interim chairwoman of the WWE. McMahon, however, continued to oversee WWE creative and content development. On July 22nd, Vince McMahon officially announced his retirement for WWE and named his daughter Stephanie McMahon the company's new chairwoman and co-CEO, alongside Nick Khan. Here's the other business dealings of Mr. McMahon. In 1979, Vincent Linda purchased the Cape Cod Coliseum and the Cape Cod Buccaneers of the Atlantic Coast Hockey League. In addition to pro wrestling and hockey, they began selling out rock concerts, including Van Halen, Rush, and non-summer months traditionally considered unprofitable due to lack of tourists. 
This venture led to the McMahons to join the International Association of Arena Managers, learning the details of arena business and networking with other managers through EM conferences, which Linda later called a great benefit to WWE's success. In 1990, McMahon founded the World Bodybuilding Federation organization, which folded in 1992. In 2000, McMahon again ventured outside the world of professional wrestling by launching the XFL, a professional American football league. The league began in February 2001, which McMahon made an appearance at the first game, but folded after one seed and doing low television ratings. This wasn't until January 25, 2018, when he announced his resurrection. The league filed for bankruptcy on April 13, 2020. On February 2014, McMahon helped launch the over-the-top streaming services called the WWE Network. In 2017, McMahon established Alfred Entertainment, a separate entity from WWE. Let's talk about uh, Vince McMahon's legacy. Vince McMahon is often described as the most influential person in professional wrestling history and having a hard, large impact on television and American culture. ESPN reporter Sean Elsa writes, as a TV pioneer, he went from selling costume superheroes like the Hulk to dark anti-heroes like Steve Austin. He helped give birth to a reality TV show by making himself a central character, and he launched The Rock into a movie career. No one in television can match his longevity. Few has his instincts for what he sells. Scott Hammond of Vulture Hound Magazine praised the legacy of McMahon's success, from Hulkamania and WrestleMania being essential to the 1980s wrestling boom, to defeating WCW and Monday Night Wars. His daughter Stephanie McMahon credits him for creating the term sports entertainment and publicly acknowledging being essential to the 1980s wrestling boom to defeating WCW and Monday Night Wars. His daughter Stephanie McMahon credits him for creating the term sports entertainment and publicly acknowledging considers McMahon to be the best partner he has worked with and believes he has impacted American culture. McMahon's close friend and former on-screen rival, ex-U.S. President Donald Trump, praised McMahon, stating, People love this stuff, and it's all because of Vince McMahon and his vision. Promoter and former WWF manager Jim Cornette called McMahon the most successful promoter ever, stating, If you can cross the genius of T.B. Barnum and Trump, you will get the love child that is Vince McMahon. Tony Carvel, the, pro- the rival promoter of All Elite Wrestling, considers McMahon to be one of his idols. A former WCW president, Aaron, describes him as brilliant. M. Anderson calls McMahon a marketing genius for attracting women and children to his product. But it says it came to expense of the bell-to-bell action, which is the reason most wrestlers got into the business. Cornette stated that all the wrestlers dislike him for breaking a code that acknowledging that wrestling is predetermined, that fans will only watch during Attitude Era will remember him, and that he will be criticized by modern fans saying being an old man. 
that preside over a bland, boring product. Although Hammond praised McMahon for his success from the 1980s to 2000, he wrote that from seemingly listening to the fans and pushing the talent that got the biggest reaction to listening to to himself, McMahon has therefore taken many wrong turns in recent years. John Moxley, who wrestled for WWE as Dean Ambrose, left the WWE in favor of the upstart AEW because WWE's creative process in 2019 and signaled out McMahon for being the problem. By 2022, Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer Newsletter commented that wrestling has never been less popular due to dwindling views since, since McMahon purchased WCW. In an article on Variety, also blamed McMahon for the continuous decrease in ratings over the years and urged investors to hold them accountable. Other criticisms of McMahon include Arn Anderson and Bret Hart commenting that McMahon has minimalized tag team wrestling, which also also suicide steroids will be always be part of his legacy because of his legal trial and the controversies that arose in the aftermath of Chris Benoit's death. Undertaker has praised McMahon, referring to Vince as a caring human being, not the monster that people think he is. I've never taken for granted the special opportunity he gave me, and if Vince feels like there's something there, I have a place to roster and I have no problem doing it. Jim Ross has stated that people misunderstood Mr. McMahon and Vince McMahon. It's not easier to bitch at somebody and knock them as Mr. McMahon than understand the human being that is Vince McMahon. Drew McIntyre, Kurt Angle, Dwayne Johnson, and John Cena praise him as being a father figure to them. Stone Cold Steve Austin says that he loves and respects McMahon, despite a previous and crumbless relationship at the times. Chris Jericho has praised McMahon, said he's set in his ways of doing things and is very successful. While Seth Rollins praised the ideas of longevity and Roman Reigns described him as a provider and a protector, and he said that he and his co-workers are grateful for him. Yeah, I'm going to talk about his sexual uh, misconduct allegations, and then I'm going to end the podcast episode. Oh, I forgot about his antibiotic steroids. All right, I'm going to talk about the sexual misconduct allegations and the steroids. So, on April 3rd, 1992, Rita Charlton, a former referee noted for her stint as Rita Marie in the WWF in the 1980s and being the first female referee in the WWF, possibly in professional history, made an appearance on Gerardo Rivera's show, Now It Can Be Told. She claimed that on July 16, 1986, a man tried to force her to perform oral sex in him on his limousine. When she refused, he raped her. Former wrestler Leonard Zanatini has corroborated Charlton's allegation. On February 1, 2006, McMahon was accused of sexual harassment by a worker in Tannabar, a Rotobotum, Florida. At first, the charge appeared to be discredited because McMahon was in Miami for the 2006 Royal Rumble at the time. It was so terrified that the alleged incident was reported to police on the day of the Rumble, but he actually took place before. 
On March 25th, it was reported that no charges would be filed against McMahon as a result of the investigation. On April 2022, the WWE board began investigating the $3 million hush money settlement that McMahon paid for an alleged affair with former employee of the company. The investigation also revealed that non-disclosure agreements related to the misconduct claims by other women in the company against McMahon and executive John Laurinaitis, totaling $12 million. McMahon stepped down as CEO and chairman of WWE, but continued to oversee content development. He later announced his retirement on July 22, 2022. Accusation and trial for allegedly supplying anabolic steroids. On November 1993, McMahon was indicted in a federal court after a steroid controversy engulfing the promotion, thus temporary seated controller WWE to, a, to, to his wife Linda. The case went to trial in 1994 when McMahon was accused of distributing steroids to his wrestlers. One prosecution witness was Kevin Walscott who he had wrestled for the company in 1992 as Knox, who had been fired for after a violent confrontation with McMahon. Waldozards testified that McMahon had ordered him to use steroids, but his credibility was called into question to his testimony as he made it clear that he hated McMahon. In July 1994, the jury acquitted McMahon of the charges. On July 6, 2021, promotion was announced to a new scripted television series called The United States of America vs. McMahon since around the case. The series is produced with a partnership of WWE Studios and Blumhouse Television, an executive produced by McMahon, Kevin Dunn, and WWE Executive Producer-in-Chief of Global Television Distribution. I actually would love to see the television series of that case. All right. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This is Jeffrey Frazier of Black Wall Street Chronicles, and I'm signing off.